hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Podcast Prank Pal Show, where we're going to prank the podcast of the pal pranking that's Show right, pod. bro. We fooled this director into sending him sending a film, thinking that this was going to be an indie film review. But no, this is the podcast prank show where we're going to prank. That's right. We totally pranked him. Thanks, Jeff Graham, for sending us your goofy little film. We're going to poop all over it with pranks. <laughs> pranks, 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 pranks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, this is the Indie Film Review Podcast, where we do not prank, we review independent films. But mm. the film that we are reviewing today, Always Lola, has some pranksters in it. That's where we got the inspiration. Oh, but the film is right. the film is not about the pranksters, and we'll we'll talk more about that in spoilers. But yeah, let's let's get into it. Dan, man. this is uh indie film, always Lola. Of course they're all indies. I don't know why I said that. Like every film, I'm gonna go ahead and say I recommend this film. It was, um, it's an interesting ride. It is, it is definitely a drama. You will Mm -hmm. have many opportune to cry, so be ready for some tear jerking, turduckins. Dan, yes, what is this film about? Yes, so this film is about a girl named Lola, and she has a twin sister named Catherine. It is Catherine. Um, anyway, Lola is a wild child, and she is. Like, high on life, but also high on drugs. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, and, and they both a go real to... free spirit. Yeah, they go, they both yeah. go to the therapy, but, like, Lola is just, she just, so much personality. Just personality mm-hmm. for it. And basically, every year she has this get-together for her birthday. And they go out into the woods, all her friend group and her sister. They all go out in the woods, and then she does this geocaching thing for them. And, it's like, they have a hunt that they go on hunts to, mm-hmm. to find these gifts. And that's her Isn't way. kind of weird? This is, like, the second geocaching yeah. type film yeah, yeah. done pretty close to each other. Anyway. I don't know. It's just interesting. She she basically gives her friends gifts for the birthday, but like the fun of it is the hunt for her. So they're yeah. out in the woods. Anyway, so we learn that Lola dies and mm-hmm. these friends get together and they decide to go on this geocaching tour because they have the email from it because she sent it out prior to her mm-hmm. dying. And they all go and she's together. She's already set all this up yeah. before she died. They, so they so like we should just do it. They're gonna honor it, and um, it's it's basically shit happens during this, and the friends start to fight, mm-hmm. and it's it's really really cool. Yeah, they're already pretty much on rocky ground to begin. Yeah, with. It, this is a girl who is she's tumultuous, like she is a hurricane in every aspect, and like the people who can adhere to a hurricane, they're exhausted. Right. They love her, but they're also in this toxic relationship together because of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Because this is the type of person who she is literally holding all of these people together for the most part. But it also becomes all about her. Yeah. She is the linchpin. She's the focal point. She is the leader of this mini cult of friends. Yeah. And they're they're all. Uh, be, beholden to her. And it's um, that dynamic changes as the film goes on, yes. but that's kind of the start of it. Uh, Dan question. Yes. This is how the show works. First questions. Then second half, we're going to get into the nitty gritty and spoil it real good. How did you feel about the character dynamic between 
because this this is a pretty big cast. We have one, two, three, four, five, at least six different characters we're all focusing on and their individual stories. Did that ever get too much for you? Was, no. You know, how was the cohesion with that? Okay. Um, I, I think they were all well done because um, we get a lot of flashbacks of the characters. Like we start to focus on a specific character, like the, the camera will kind of pan over to that character and then we'll have a flashback of that character remembering their best experience with Lola. And like, it's, it's very mm-hmm. smartly done. It, it doesn't confuse you. Like you kind of understand where you are in time all the time, even though they only say one year later once, like you kind of pick up on the fact that there's a lot of flashbacks happening. Yeah, they do. Um, either it's a filter or it's just yeah. like lighting changes that yeah. kind of indicate when you're in the past and when you're not. And, well, I mean, and, uh, and the fact that she's really well. the fact that Lola's on screen normally dictates that it's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you got a question for me? Yes, Jared. How did you feel about the clown crew? Clown crew. I mean, they're awful. I, they're designed for you to not like them yes. and for them to be annoying. And for a well, while, okay, so, I was almost wondering why they were in Okay, the that, film. that's my question. So could this film have been the same without them? Could, could it still have the same tinge of drama with a different thing to <sighs> overcome rather than the clown crew? I think the, at first I was like, no, I don't want this because I hate them. Uh-huh. I don't want them to go away. And it would have been nice to have this just be a straight drama and not have any of this goofy shit. But the payoff for that and how it helps the rest of the gang kind of come together, I think is so good. And I even feel that way about the ending because that was almost like, oh, there's like one spot where this film is like, you could just end right here and it would be a great end. And we'll, we'll get into that spot. And the film keeps going. And I was like, ah, I'm a little annoyed that the film didn't stop. But then by the end of that, I'm like, you know what? That was nice, too. So, okay, I'm going so, to. The film kept, like, losing me. I, I was getting won over by the direction. Yeah. Oh, yes, the film was 100%. Going. I'm going to agree to disagree with this. As much as All I right. like this film, tonally speaking, the clown crew, they just, they kind of mess it up for me. The first time was good. The, the first time they were there, they they served their purpose. I understood mm-hmm. what we were getting at. But then the second time with the the bloody attack prank, I'm like, why mm-hmm. the fuck is this here? Like, I, I just, I didn't quite understand this. Other than to introduce them again for the third time. So you don't time. forget about them. Really. And then... I think it's really yeah. just to have them be like, these aren't a one-off character. And like, then these are gonna what be you told me, come back. what you just said about the payoff, I didn't like their payoff. I, I personally okay. didn't like the comeuppance that they get. I, I, I thought it was inconsequential. Just to me, it, it detracted a little bit from the drama. I thought there could have been something else that Lola could have been pit up against and the group could have been I pit think up it's, against. It's less about those characters getting a comeuppance and more about these friends reuniting well exactly that's what i'm saying because of this experience to me i think there could have been a different obstacle because this obstacle just felt tonally weird to me okay okay i did think it was kind of silly because they're over the top they're like they do some crimes and then they they don't really get in trouble for it they're they're (laughs) like that was the only thing where i'm like "Hmm, oh you mean we do crime we we okay well we'll talk about it later okay yeah so that part of it was like eh I liked how they had these characters who were clearly the villains of... I think what you're trying to get is that the film doesn't really need villains. There already is obstacles and stuff for them to overcome and hurdle just between their interpersonal relationships. 
But I think the way they're played as like these very, very cynical prank bros who make fun of their the, sh- the bad shit that's going on with them. They, they're just so uh, what's the word, I guess. Blase. Yeah. All, and all the sadness, the, like all the, the, all the like the thing, other people going on. They're they're very selfish. The thing that I will say that I respected about this the the clown crew is they grounded the film in the reality that it needed to be grounded in, like the 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 streamer reality. Like it's very much of this world, you know. Like yeah. like everybody's trying to get rich doing TikTok. Like and and this mm-hmm. is no exception. So I, I appreciate that. So, Jared, do you have one more question or you want to jump into... I think I do have another question for you. So, I'll say this. To get the rest of my critique out, I think this film was very well shot. The sound is good. The acting is really good. Every single aspect, I I couldn't really find any real flaws with the way this film was made. I thought everyone did such a great job. I was feeling a lot of the emotions that this film was trying to convey. And it was really hitting and working in the right spots. Dis- now, okay, I was the one thing. Oh, oh go ahead. I actually want to hear. This. I was going to say, despite me shitting all over these clown crew people, like this is this is a contender for award show at the end of the year. Like I Yo. really like this film a lot. All right, all right, write it down, write it down. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. it I thought this film was really good. This isn't so much as a critique as like maybe something you could potentially do to elevate the film hmm. is. Just more interesting camera work. I want the film to tell the story and give me the emotion of what's going on with just the camera. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing a pre they're doing a good job with the words and the dialogue and the character interactions, but you can convey a lot more too with just what you're doing with the camera. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was just there were some scenes. Like there was a couple scenes with um Lee and Lola where they were laying in mm, some grass yeah. and we're talking about the stars and there's a there's big close-ups on them and it's kind of it gets a little blurry and it's all close up i like that a lot so just more play with that just do some do some crazy stuff with that camera get get freaking weird i know this is very low budget but get as weird as you possibly can for oh, that's <laughs> the, the other thing too of, the, the, that's the yeah. other thing too like despite how low budget this is this film looks it looks great. so good it's like it yeah. fooled me i'm like define micro budget please because <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get into spoilers now. If you'd like to watch this film, go look it up. Always Lola. I don't know where it's streaming. It's gotta be somewhere. That's how movies work. And I recommend uh, it again. Like, <laughs> it's definitely worth. I your recommend time. it too. It's definitely worth. This your is time. good. Killer drama. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm kind of happy that it it didn't try to label itself as like a comedy drama. Almost is like a like oh I don't know if this drama's not working. We'll do some funny sillies. It was more like, no, this is a fucking drama. There are a few jokes in there. Yeah. They're pretty light. They don't really interrupt the flow of the film. But yeah, this is more just about these friends and all the fucked up shit that's going on. Okay. Three, two, one. Spoiling. Here we go. Dan. Yes. Should we should we talk about the characters? Like who they are? Yeah, and so we, we have Lola. We have Lola who is like, we've, we've already talked about her. Okay, so we have Trey. Trey is her gay best friend. The introduction to this character is it's so bizarre and weird, but I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, we have... It made me worried that he was going to be a one note character. And I think this film does a lot with him to make him more than just the gay best friend. Yeah, no, they do. Him for sure. A real character. And that was really nice. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, man, I hope this guy's not going to be one note. And uh, you, he, he is a human being. You have Catherine, her sister, and Catherine is like basically the polar opposite of Lola. 
Um, She's a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I forgot the other characters' names. We have, but she she has a good reason for the way she acts, yes. and that's what's so nice. Yes. I think initially you do like kind of not like somebody like I was like, ah, Lola, she's kind of a, she's like too much for me. And Catherine, she's so just like rude. Well, to she, everyone. She's like, a foil though. She's and a then, good foil. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But then you figure out what's going on with these characters and why they are the way they are. And then it, it all kind of clicks. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I get why they're doing this. This one was very good at like not having characters be one dimensional. Yes. So thank you. Oh, so yes. Much. Thank Dude, you. Every thank fucking you, character. <laughs> Every fucking character yeah. has like this because they're they're touched by Lola in a certain way, and they have yeah. like they have their memories with her, but then they have their current grief with her, and that makes yes. each one of them interesting because they're each handling yeah. it differently. Who's the girl? What's the girl's name? Okay, so we have Camilla. Camilla, who is Lola's best she friend? Re- yeah, she really doesn't like Catherine. Yeah, who is and the twin dude, sister? Dude, and of Lola. the 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 fucking. They're fraternal tins, by the way. It's not. It's not um, fraternal tins. F- fraternal twins, by the way. It's Thank it's not you. Lola playing her two two different people. Anyway. Oh, that would be weird. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I think actually that would be terrible if they did that. I'm glad they did not do that, and this was a different actor. Oh, so what I'll say too is, so Camilla is dating Lee, and Lee is Lola's ex boyfriend. No, they're not dating. Yes, they start to date in the progress of the film yes but they're okay they're kind of an item i don't know they're if I no would say dating. I, they're, they are not they are together. not dating but they're like let's grief kiss together and like yeah, be are. confused about our feelings because our best friend mm-hmm. just died That's right. yeah uh but yeah so we have that and lee he's confused with camille he's like i don't know if we should do this this feels wrong it feels like it's against lola's memory and then he also, when Lola was alive, he was very jealous of Trey yes. because of how close Trey was to Lola. Yeah. Almost like, I wish I could have that connection yeah. with her, and I don't know why I can't be What was close. the other man's David. name? Riggs. Riggs. Riggs is the party, fun, cool party guy. He's also like the drug dealer he's, kind of He's the one where Lola the, gets her drugs. Group. Now, let's yes. talk a little bit about what's happening here. So, one year later, we... We hone in on Riggs being sober and doing volunteer work. And you're like, what the fuck? Happened? I thought he went to jail. Yeah, me too. Because he was in that he was, orange yeah. vest. I was like, whoa, what did he do? Yeah, so he's he's sober he's now. He, he, he went right? to AA. What happened was Lola apparently OD'd. And Riggs is blamed for it, or his drugs are blamed for yes, it. Yes, but it's more than meets the eye there, and maybe we wouldn't, we won't spoil that much. I think we'll just leave it because. But basically, Riggs feels super guilty because he's yeah. it, Lola's family just uses him as a scapegoat, and for six months, yeah, everyone in town hates him. Yeah, Lola is like. She, she's like the Twin Peaks girl. Yeah. Where everyone oh, in town dude, loved dude, her. Dude, dude, speaking of the Twin Peaks girl. Uh, uh, executive produced by Laura Palmer. I kid you fucking not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Laura Palmer, thank you for um, coming back to life and funding this film. <laughs> Holy shit. Amen. <laughs> Oh, Twin Peaks references are fun. So with Trey, I'm just going to go to him and we'll, we'll cut to other characters too. 
But his whole deal is that he feels that the gift that he gets from Lola, this is after she passes away, wasn't as meaningful as all the other gifts yeah. that everyone else is getting. But and he gets like this bag of Skittles. It turns like, oh, out to be the most meaningful gift, and it's the best gift. It's the it's the part of the film that made me cry. Like, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. so I, sad. Uh, I had a hard time. It is so and, sad. Um, it was really really good. It, I we won't spoil it. So then with. Lee, I mean, it's it's all about him dealing with honoring Lola's memory and also, you know, dealing with his feelings for Camilla. I don't know. Did he have anything else going on besides I well, guess his friendship like, with Trey? There was, uh, every great scene in this film involves Trey. Yeah, no, th that's <laughs> it's true. It's Trey and another character. When Lee and Trey are working out, that oh, had... That montage was wonderful. It was excellent. <laughs> it was so It was good. so fun. And I'm like... In any other movie, I'd be like, why is this in the film? Yeah. we got to cut it out. But it, it really helps with the characterization of both of these guys mm -hmm. and their friendship. And it's building that. Well, because and like. I think it was just so well it, done. It's, 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 it's done after um, Lee makes the confession that he's jealous of Trey. And then it's, yes. it's, it's, it's all about that building. Yes. And it's, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, one thing yeah. about Lee, though, like his dynamic with Lola is he's kind of a meathead. But he's attractive and like they, they do hit it off. Like she, he's attracted to her crazy, but he's also put off by her crazy. And they have this mm -hmm. moment where they're watching like an Alfred Hitchcock film. And he's like, oh, this is my favorite Alfred Hitchcock film. But she doesn't like it because it's like it, it feels anti anti woman. And her his gift is like, hey, jokes on you, Lee. Alfred Hitchcock adapted this book that is written by this badass woman. And like, she like highlights oh, yeah, something yeah. from it. And it was, it was really sweet. So. Yeah, it was. Um, and then I believe Riggs gets a CD. I don't know if he ever plays the CD. You would think Lola was giving this to him as like a good present, but he takes it as a bad thing because he believes the first time he gave her drugs was on the CD. And like, that's how he would do. Yeah. That's how she would do. The drugs is, is on that CD. Um, so he's like, he, she basically just gave him the murder weapon <laughs> Un, unwittingly. They say that in the film, too, but there's a lot more going on with Riggs and Catherine that mm -hmm. we'll just kind of leave Dude, on the no, wait, Hold on. Because it's excellent. It, yeah. So just to just to point out where it's going to happen, it's like they Catherine visits Riggs at the rehab center. And once you get there, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Very good. Very good stuff. Did you think there was going to be a one year later in this movie? Because I had no idea what this film was. I didn't know I, either. Again. No, I was not I aware of it. Six months later, we watched the Dude, film. Dude, I don't remember. I didn't know Lola was going to be dead. <laughs> like. I didn't know either. <laughs> it's like uh, the way they set it up because it's like it, it, it's so. OK. Stroke of genius. The way in which they introduce this film, because it's like the, it's a montage of them getting ready for this first inaugural or not. No, it's the third anniversary. It's the third anniversary of yeah. this trip. So they've already been doing it for three years. But it's yeah. it's them setting up the, the montage of them setting up in a voiceover of Lola reading her email that gets everybody ready. Mm -hmm. And then she mm -hmm. signs off always Lola. And I'm like, oh, OK, yes. so. We're going to yes. be following Lola. And then all of a sudden she's fucking dead. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? You think she's the main character. <laughs> you think like it's going to be from her perspective. We're going to hear her thoughts. It's, you know, it, it's going to be like, whoa, a day in the life of Lola. Here we go. It's going to be a crazy adventure. And you're like, uh, nope. <laughs> it's about the loss and grief of this just huge personality in everyone's life and how it kind of connected everyone. But then 
everyone as a group, they all find their own connection and reason to stay friends because they could have all just kind of split up yeah. and like, you know, ah, we're done. And uh, yeah, I. OK, let's talk about this ending a little more with maybe without spoiling okay. it too much. So they do this okay. act of vandalism against the prank bros. Yeah. What are you going to say? The reason why the prank bros get pranked, the clown crew, um, mm-hmm. is because one of them says something extremely insensitive to yeah, Catherine. not good. And mm-hmm. this is where they have a redeeming thing because the one next to him is like, dude, that's messed up. Like he, like he has a yeah, human moment where like, he's like, come on, dude, man. come on, don't do Relax. this. But fucking get over it, bro. It's like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's yeah, so, yeah. it's so bad. It's so like bad. They've never had a bad thing happen to them yeah. in their life. Fucking idiots. That gets them all together to do this big which, I mean, the prank wasn't that great. You know, it could have been more elaborate or interesting. They kind of, they like, yeah, that was, that was, the, that was, was, like, whatever. That was something that I didn't like. I'm like, they're just fucking silly stringing this. Like, this is yeah, it. Yeah, I TP? thought going to do something really TP? fucked up to them. And they, okay, Jared, what is the significance of filling up solo cups halfway with water and leaving them around the <laughs> RV? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So they kick it over, I guess, when they walk in. Maybe. Um, but so they do. They do walk into the RV. Then, is yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. Because they just get in trouble for trespassing, and I think it's because the detective knows the prank bros, and he's like, "Oh, I hate these guys." Mm-hmm. So he like just gives them trespassing. But like in any other situation, they would have gotten like breaking and entering, mm-hmm. vandalism. Like there's so many other things they would have got. And then like, <laughs> I love how the detective's like, what? "And you filmed all this." Yeah, incriminating yeah, 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 evidence yeah, yeah. so dumb so dumb so like yeah they do this and there's this great little montage of them just like they're having so much fun doing this and you kind of see their bond you're like oh their bond has been restored throughout the film this is like the culmination of all of that and they could have just ended it right there with just them dancing and it's like all the little toilet paper going everywhere and having fun but then we have that falling action of like now they're at the police station mm-hmm. So in one way, I was like, no, don't do this. But then as it went on, I'm like, oh, it's kind of nice to see the consequences yeah. of what they just did, because that was really stupid. Um, but then that cop out at the end of them being like, oh, you're just going to get him. Like, give him community service. Do something. Like, have him like, well, no, be in front the, of the judge. They had, I, I did like the it, I don't think it was too much of a cop out because Lola is such a type A personality. So basically, this prank was Lola's idea in the first place because Lola yes. got burned by them in the very beginning of the movie. So she mm-hmm. planned out this insane elaborate prank and they did it. And she had a binder. She had a binder <laughs> full of it and she even fucking got the fine to the last yeah. cent. And that was that was funny. Yeah. I like that. She planned it all out. Um, that was that was pretty cute. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I, so you can say because I have my final f- thing that I want to say. If you want to, okay. Well, final thoughts. Um, just it's a really good drama. I thought it was. Uh, I really enjoyed Do it. You have a favorite scene? I mean, because that's what I want to talk about. Hmm, I mean, there's like Trey and Lee working out, and then I believe. Let me see. Uh, my favorite I, I scene. Trey's my favorite character. Well, yeah, Trey's yeah. my favorite character, but my favorite scene in the movie is whenever um, Camille calls Catherine to the cafe, and mm-hmm. they have that heart to heart where it's like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I have a friend who has a sister that's a real bitch, but it, like just, they, just that whole yeah, dialogue yeah, yeah. there, it, it's like, oh my god, this is so heavy because both of them have no idea how to deal with grief. And before Camilla's like, or Camilla's like, hey, can you help me? Catherine's like, I can't fucking help you, but you can do what I'm doing. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. everything, everything. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I guess I like the more lighthearted scenes to break up from all the uh, depression. No, I, I give me give me that depression. Give it. I to liked me. that too, but I like the breathers that they give you. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, Thank Dan, you again. Final oh, final thoughts. Uh, like I said, it, it's really good. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm warming up to the clown crew. But it's like I, I think what it is is that that bear prank in the middle. It just seemed too. Yeah out there too outlandish and weird i i don't know and the fucking air horns but the air horn was it was so (laughs) i I don't know it was they're meant to be obnoxious they're meant to be it all depends on do you want to see that on the screen right and could there have Uh, been a different outcome or but i I don't know obstacle like you had but but uh, but they would have to like to now that i'm thinking my other point was it's of the time like there, the, yeah, the, yeah. the clown crew is grounding this film in reality, um, mm-hmm. and and the thing about it being of the time is that I I hate the time we're in. So <laughs> when I see that in film, it upsets me greatly. So I have a inherent bias against movies that do current time and they talk about social media and all this stupid shit that's going on right now. And it annoys me. So when I see it in the, like I see it in a film, I have to be like, relax. (laughs) Back in the eighties when they made eighties films and it was the eighties and they talked about eighties shit, you know, that's kind of the same deal. right? They were like, Oh, I don't want to see this. Or like, maybe you did. I don't know. It's just like, that's just what's well, going on. It's just, it, cre- so it creates, it, it creates a legacy. Really. It's like, mm-hmm. this film is yeah, going so to be a relic. 20 years day. from yeah. now, this will be, you know, like the, Oh, can you believe we talked about, yeah. you know, fucking Bitcoin or whatever dumb <laughs> shit we were, we were doing back then. And now we, we all have flip flop. You know, everyone loves flip flop. You just upload your brain to flip flop and uh, you dance in, in Mars or something. I don't know. Flip flop. I, I tried to think of a fun word that doesn't exist, realize. and I said flip flop. I didn't and that's a fucking already were, a word. You were, but you were making. So is TikTok. You were making fun of directly of TikTok because TikTok yeah, has already been yeah. a colloquialism for clock sounds. But flip flop. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're done, guys. Do you can now. find us. On- on Instagram at any film review pod. That is where we were hit up by the wonderful always Lolo movie. You can find us on uh, threads. Same thing. The indie indie film review pod. You can email us at the indie film review at gmail.com. Give us your dates, dates and links. That's right. Jeff, you've been officially pranked. Uh, (laughs) You're going to, you're going to join the hall of pranked fame right up there with Tim. And, uh, just you and tim right now buddy uh just enjoy enjoy that (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a big wall pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna prank the nation uh thank you all for listening i really appreciate it tell your friends tell your family tell people you don't like tell uh people you pass in the street yell it at them i don't care um but yeah indie film review that's us 
And that's that's it, Dan. And word. so the podcast prank party's story comes to a close. And they are, once again, victorious in the realm of the independent films. Little did the independent films know that they were pranked. Good night. Uh, and good prank. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropoticon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropoticon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.